0: everyone, thanks for joining us for this challenge series called Heroes and Villains. In this series, we're looking at lesser known people in the Bible who made an impact on the world in either a positive or a negative way. The foundation verse for this series, Micah 6.8, which says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God.
1: So we're going to look at 12 different characters in this series. Mm -hmm. The first four who act justly or very evil. The second four, they love mercy or they take revenge. And the final four will choose to either walk humbly with God or they'll be consumed with pride. Our goal in this series is to learn through their examples, both good and bad, how to be a better disciple of Jesus. So if you're ready, let's dive in.
0: Hey, welcome back to the second episode of the Heroes and Villains series. In this episode, we're going to continue the story of Queen Athelia, but I want to introduce a couple of real heroes who totally changed the course of history by their bravery and their commitment to God. Now, if you remember from last week when Queen Athelia took power, she had all of her grandchildren murdered so that no one could take the throne from her, or so she thought. This is where we introduce our heroes, Jehoiada and Jehoshabeth. Now, their story is found in 2 Chronicles 22 and 23. Jehoiada was a priest of God, and Jehoshabeth was his wife, but Jehoshabeth was also Athaliah's daughter. She must have heard of her mom's plan to murder all of the grandchildren, and so she took young Joash, who was one of the nephews, and she hid him in the temple of God for six years. Now, after six years, and I believe a lot of prayer, Jehoiada, her husband, and the priest gathered together all the commanders of the army, and he made a covenant or an agreement with them to overthrow Athaliah and to instate young Joash as the new king of Judah. So the army commanders, they went throughout the country and they gathered up all the religious leaders, all the heads of every household and family from every town, and they told them to meet them in Jerusalem. And when everyone had gathered together in Jerusalem, Jehoiada reveals Joash, the rightful heir to the throne, and all of the people make a covenant to make him the new king. Then Jehoiada explained his plan. What he did is he divided up the priests and the Levites to watch for Athaliah at specific places around town. Then he had another group of priests and the army gather at the temple. When all the priests and the Levites of the army, everybody was in place, Jehoiada and his sons brought out Joash. The priests in the temple, each armed with weapons, they surrounded young Joash. The commanders and the army, they surrounded the priests so that they made this double ring around Joash. Then they placed a crown on his head and they anointed him as the new king of Judah. And all the people began to shout, long live the king, long live the king. So when Athaliah hears all the shouting, she comes running into the temple. And to her shock and amazement, there stood her grandson with a crown on his head. Now, she gets so mad that she tore her clothes and she started shouting, treason, treason. But the commanders of the army, they grab Athalia and they drag her out of the temple into the courtyard of the palace. And there they kill her. They murder her. Now, with Athalia finally gone, Jehoiada and the priests made a covenant with the people and with the new king, young Joash, that they would serve the Lord. Then all the people, they left the temple of God and they ran over to the temple of Baal and they tore it down. Then they smashed all the altars and all the idols that Athaliah had set up to lead the people away from God. So here's what I think is cool. Regardless of the evil influence of her mother, Jehoishaboth chose to have a heart after God and to do the right thing. Despite the fear of death, she and her husband Jehoiada had Joash, they hid Joash for six years. And through a great act of bravery, Jehoiada, her husband, chose to stand up and change the course of his country by uniting the people together to bring Athaliah down. So what can we learn from these two brave people? I think that we can learn that no matter what the situation looks like, how impossible it seems. We have no idea the impact that we can make if we just choose to do the right thing. Okay. So, so what'd you think of well, that story? Okay.
1: Hello. You know that again, I love this story, but i want to unpack some things because, um, there's a lot to unpack.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Story. Yeah.
1: It's, it's an incredible story. Um, I think that my brain is kind of different, so I see some funny things in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just see hope in such an amazing way, especially in the world we live in right now. Um, I'm not going to pronounce names right, and so we're going <laughs> to
0: go ahead and just be okay with that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. when you look they're at hard,
0: it, in, they're hard to pronounce,
1: they are. And so, when you look at it in scripture, it uh, it's I read it as. Jehoshaba, and you say it's pronounced how?
0: It's Jehoshabeth.
1: Jehoshabeth.
0: Yeah. Like I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. every, everything. On the pronunciation. You, you learn everything. <laughs> yeah. You learn everything on That's YouTube. That's hysterical. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I love, like, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. I love that she grew up in the most demonic evil homes.
0: Mm, yeah. And no she doubt.
1: chose to not be like her family. And I, I think what's what's so beautiful about that is that we live in a society where that is the crutch on which we lean. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I have daddy issues, or I di- I didn't have the same shots in life that other people had. So yeah. I my don't. My parents
0: have- didn't have the money that yes, you know, your parents did, or so, and so right, like or
1: them. my parents were abusive, or you know we lived on the wrong side of the tracks, or. Mm-hmm whatever. I mean, there's a million excuses.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: so we've become a world and a society that is, we whine a lot. We just whine and complain and and we're,
0: (laughs) you know, we throw fits and
1: throw tantrums. Mm -hmm. And, and the reality is you either take the past you have and die on it, or you choose to build from there. And this is a perfect picture. I mean, like, Evil as evil can get. Really, yeah. she has she has every excuse to, and every justification to go, well, I grew up in this kind of home and the palace was like this and, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yet she cho- chose to go far from that. She married a man of God. Yeah. Which is complete night and day from what she grew up in, right? Right,
0: right. Which ha- which shows a lot about her heart too, you know, that she would choose to walk away like, like this, this is not who I want to be. Right. I want to be like this. Right.
1: But I think it also shows a lot about the character of God mm-hmm. because he obviously was in pursuit of her. And I think that that's something we oh, have wow, to yeah, be. I never
0: thought about that. That's really good.
1: He's in pursuit of all of us. Mm-hmm. I I, be- I mean, like we talked about last week, all, how he continuously give, gave people chances. I think the same thing can be said of you and I, that he's continuously in pursuit of the worst of the worst people. I mean, it's a good thing yeah. that we're not God because we're just yeah. like, I'm done. But God, I mean, look at, look at Paul. Paul killed Christians. And yet yeah. Yeah. God was like, I have a plan for you. I love you. I want to use you. You see this girl who is part of an absolutely evil heritage Mm -hmm. and chose to respond to the pursuit of the creator in her life.
0: Wow, that's that's really good. That's powerful. Like like it like
1: it it messes with you a little bit because Mm -hmm. we get so caught up in man, I'm failing here. And if people knew what I was looking at online, if people understood what my struggles were, if they knew what kind of secret debt I had, um, if they knew what kind of things that nobody else knows. And yet God knows that. And is still mm-hmm. in pursuit. So that that is something that I got from that. I thought that was pretty powerful. Yeah, um, oh, no doubt. There were really three things that I, I took away. Well, the funny thing, the funny thing for me was that she hit a kid for six years. And I'm just like, what was that like? What was, okay, hide, which we don't have a picture of what that temple, like where'd they hide him in the temple? Did he have yeah. to be quiet? Like I had kids, I raised kids. I've, yeah. I've been in student and children and young adult ministry for 22 years. Nobody's ever quiet. <laughs> so like,
0: How did that work? Kids are not quiet.
1: No, but hiding this child, that's just funny to me, right? Yeah. I think of the movie E.T. when she hit him in the closet. Did you ever see that movie?
0: Yes. Okay, <laughs> where
1: she hid him yeah. in the closet. Yeah. It was just like, right. how did this happen? Well, then I think about the funny side of that. But then the other side is that outside of that temple... The most evil world existed. It was demonic. There was Baal worship. There was all of this stuff happening outside of this temple. And yet, right in the heart of of the country Mm -hmm. was the temple of God. And inside that temple was a little boy who was surrounded by the presence of God. And he was being filled with truth and love and love and power and he was he was being equipped so that at six years old when he became king because that's a weird one like we yeah. talked about that off camera i was like dude a six-year-old was running the country <laughs> like what in the world well but hopefully he, a, he had
0: some help Hope, of, like, of course hopefully, of course you know. but
1: it's still they, they equipped him for six years to know the truth of who god was
0: yeah yeah and and he did you yeah. know he was a much better king than his father, his grandfather, you know,
1: at six, <laughs> which I think well, is, I don't know
0: about, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But of course, there was there were obviously the priests were heavily involved, right? And um, that that's incredible to me. The other thing that's incredible about that is we talked a little bit about Baal worship, and if you if you're not familiar with that, um, mm. Baal worship is just it's horrible, horrible, and these the statue mm. that they would have had fire a fire pit
0: yeah yeah so it was actually describe that a little bit okay so it's actually like it's this golden um statue of like this this person and he's sitting on a throne and He's got his hands like this in front of him, like kind of held out in front of him, like kind of this, with with but, the idea of receiving. Yeah, like like they're like he's receiving something, but his head looks like a like a steer, like a bull, like it's got horns and stuff. So it looks like a, like a steer, a cow, whatever you want to call it, and then you know, but then a human body, and he's holding his hands out like this, like he's receiving things, and then. In his lap, where his legs are, is actually like this fire pit. And what they would do is they would they would take these children because they believed that that in order to please Baal, you had to offer him human sacrifices. And so, and it they, was
1: always children. They
0: mm-hmm. and so they would take these children and they would drop them between the arms of Baal down into, into the fire.
1: Like I know that's really hard to hear, but. Picture that outside of the temple where this little six-year-old boy is being hidden. That stuff mm-hmm. is happening. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be one of those sacrifices. Yeah. He, all his cousins and his siblings had been killed and, and sacrificed.
0: Yeah, or we don't know exactly. Right, but that's the way she
1: worshipped. So we can only
0: assume. We can assume that. Yeah, we can definitely assume that that's what happened. Yet
1: he was protected, and so that's just such a. Mm. I think you got to really wrap your brain around what was happening in that in that country, and so then, I really think that there's three things that you got to look at. Number one is we, you, me. We don't have the excuse. To not do the right thing, well, I and I'll be the first to admit I make that excuse sometimes. Mm. But this is a perfect example of you don't. There is no excuses that are valid, no matter what you what reasoning you have on. I don't have to do the right thing here because the right thing is always the right thing, and this That's this right. lady mm-hmm. is a perfect example of. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband and what they did. And it wasn't just about this little boy. It was about the nation. It was about getting people turned back to a safe place of worship, a safe place of under that protection of God, getting getting their lives right, you know, and getting back to that place of following the rules and laws of God.
0: Right, well, because like like we talked about in the story that as soon as Athalia was dead, what did what did the people do? They made a commitment to serve God, right? And then they went from there. They ran out of the temple of God and they went straight to the temple. And of Baal, they started destroying and like, everything. Let's get rid of all this junk. Let's, you know how cool? Let's knock this like, can you just down. imagine
1: the hype music that was playing when that happened? Like, yeah, like just ripping things down. Like, how fun would that have been?
0: Yeah. You know, right. about, yeah, anyway, sure. so
1: so that, to me, that's a big one is that we don't have an excuse. You can't make an excuse. And I think you've got to really evaluate what, where am I making these excuses? Like, yeah. well, I didn't do that because, of this, or I'm not, I'm not standing for this because of this. Right. Yeah. And then number two is being brave is scary. Like the Bible doesn't go into massive detail about what they felt, but coming closer and closer to the point of, we're about to expose her by bringing forth this little boy. Doing what's right means you have to be brave. And being brave means you have to face your fear.
0: Yeah,
1: And I think so often, and I, I think that this can be said about all of us, but especially followers of Jesus. Why are we not doing more of what's right? Because it's scary. Because it, it is scary. It's scary sometimes yeah. to not to to go against what all of our friends and family are saying to mm, yeah. go against what so many people in our well, world, are, our
0: society, the society, media, the media, you know, exactly. The, like
1: this is, I'm going to stand for what's right. I'm going to do what's right here. So I think that yeah. that's something that you see played out here, but then it, we can see it in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this one is huge because I think this is where a lot of people have good intentions, but good intentions only get you so far. And that is, strategy is important. They didn't just yeah. say we're going to take down Queen Athalia. They didn't just say we're going to tell her we got this little boy. They they waited for six years. Mm-hmm. They 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 invested in him for six years. Then how do you say his name? Jehorad? Huh?
0: That Jehoida. 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 Okay. Yeah.
1: Jehoiada, he goes and he assembles the armies and the priest and he gets everybody like he had a plan, a strategy in place. And I think it's important that we recognize that God wants to do this with us and we can't just put everything on God and go, well, God will do it. We have to use our brains. We have to be strategic in how we do things. There's times that you should speak up, and there's times you should stop and pray and yeah. wait for God to tell you, now it's time to speak.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I think one of the other things, we really couldn't get into it in a lot of detail, but I think one of the things, too, about the way that Jehoiada handled all this is that he did it all. he did it all the right way. Right. You know, so like. Which meant
1: he planned it out. Like there was no shoot from the hip, which that's my biggest struggle is I'm like, let's do this. And it's just like, whoa, 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 Amber, stop. Let's think this out.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. He
1: didn't do that. He thought it out.
0: Right. No, And and no one could stop and go, whoa, wait a minute. You're, you're illegal. You've done the wrong. You're not doing this right. You know, you broke the law. He did everything by the letter of the law, the way that it should be done so that he could make joash the, the new king right so i, I think that's important that Absolutely. we have to your point you know that planning is everything
1: right well and it said that they prayed
0: mm. yeah. and
1: so i think that there's they prayed they planned and then they had community which is a huge part of what we believe that you're not supposed to do this alone it wasn't the three of them against the king of the world they assembled armies. They equipped people. Um, another word for equip is they discipled. So it was an education. Right. There wasn't just, they didn't, you can guarantee, he didn't just go, hey, I need you to go stand over there when King Queen Athaliah comes. We're going to present the king. You would have been like, wait, what? What king? What are you talking about? Right. The people in which they assembled had been educated. They understood. Mm-hmm. And so the position in which they took, they were confident in that. Yeah. And that comes from education. That comes from discipleship. That comes from relationship. So mm-hmm. you see that played out, right? Yeah. Right. I think that's so important. And then the, the one verse, this is just like so powerful. It just kind of closes and seals the deal. And um in the end of 23, in the mm-hmm. end of chapter 23 of 2nd Chronicles, yeah, I know where verse you're going. 21. Do you know where I'm mm, going with yeah. this? Um it says, so all of the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet. For they had put Athaliah to death
0: with a sword. I love that.
1: I do too. And I, I, I'm looking at that, going, okay. Well, the Bible says, or the Word of God says that the Word is the sword of the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so Athalia being the enemy, you think about you think about when we're going through things in life where there's hardships, where there's uncertainties, it brings forth anxiety and fear. And those things are very, very, very loud. Um, our thoughts sometimes are louder than the world around us. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. It's overwhelming, right? Yeah. And so they begin to rejoice. Why? Because, so take it backwards. Uh, um, they had put Athalia to death with the sword. And the city was quiet. They killed the enemy. Yeah. And then there was peace. Yeah. And then they were able to rejoice because there was peace. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you can't help but go, okay, my life, whether you are a mom and dad raising little ones, and I know you're like, how do we get them to be quiet for six years? (laughs) Or you are a college student, or you're a single adult, or you're a high school student thinking, oh my goodness, I'm about to go into a world that's full of uncertainties. And this mm-hmm. is, it's, that, that world is loud right now. And it's, it's scary and I'm anxious and I'm stressed and I don't know what tomorrow holds. We have the ability to, just because you don't know what tomorrow holds doesn't mean that you can't find peace in the fact that God holds your tomorrow, right? Yeah. That you can kill that fear with the truth of his word. You can, you can, you can put your hope and your trust in him. Are things going to happen that we don't expect? (laughs) Yeah, it's been happening. All kinds of stuff has has happened that we didn't expect. Mm -hmm. But we can find peace despite it, right? Yeah. And So I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Like, I want to print that out and just keep it in front of me. That Because she was killed with that sword. They were quiet.
0: There was peace. You know what it reminds me of is when Jesus was born. And then it was that there was this silent night. There was this moment when God conquers, peace rules. Right, right. You know, and and God conquered in that moment. Right. And God conquered the moment that Jesus came to the earth because God already saw the end from the beginning. He knew that Jesus was going to take on the sin of the world and take over. And and for death would be that death would be forever defeated.
1: And when I read that verse just moments ago, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought about. There's, when the battle is won,
0: there's peace. Mm-hmm.
1: Whether that's an internal battle, whether that's a physical battle, whether that's eternity. Because we win. Read the book, we win, you know. Yeah. But to know that there's peace. So, mm-hmm. I such a fantastic story. I, I think that, wow. um, so our challenge. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's get to our challenge. For this
1: um really is there's a lot of people out there y'all that um don't have a voice that don't have the ability to fight for themselves Mm -hmm. that are weak that um are struggling and i would say find time this week find a way this week to stand up for someone who can't stand up for themselves to give voice (laughs) to somebody who's lost their voice to help somebody who can't help themselves it can be something as simple as a little old lady in the grocery store can't reach the top shelf yeah or you take her groceries out for her or you mow their lawn or you find a way to do so find an organization that's doing something in in with what's going on in afghanistan with what's going yeah. on with, in, in haiti oh, man, with what's yeah. happening in louisiana like right. find a yeah. way to do something for somebody besides yourself and help somebody who can't help you back. And and you know what? Do it without taking a picture. (laughs) You know, Mm, don't, don't look for a photo op. Don't
0: take a picture.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't look for the photo op. Look for the opportunity to just do the right thing. And then, you know what? Come back to your group, come back with your friends and talk about how that impacted your life. And, and if it's an amazing story, we want to hear about it. like, Email yeah, us. Absolutely. I mean, we want to hear about what God's doing in your life, and I mean, you could say what well, was just something small, yeah. But that something small could change eternity for somebody. It yeah. really can. It turns, yeah, turns things around for people.
0: I mean, Jehoshabeth and Jehuda, they they saved a kid.
1: Yeah, hiding a kid for six years is not small. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, do we have any kids yeah. hidden here? That would be weird, right? No, like, we, so no, we don't. <laughs> so, but yeah, don't hide a kid, but. <laughs> Do something to help somebody. I, I think that's yeah. such a great it is a great opportunity for us to just be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like we want to go change the world. Let's start with the world in which we live and do something right here, right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us again for another week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. So yes. you guys have an awesome week and we love you. And peace <laughs> out.